This is Karen K2T. Yo, this is Toby Colossus. And you are listening to the Think Breaks podcast. How's it going, guys? It is season two, episode 16. And for the first time in quite a while, actually, I think it's been a while, we have a guest in the room. Um, Yeah, this has been a man who's been in the scene for a very long time, a very long time. Um, A man who's shared many, many stories with us and our community over the years that we've come to know him. He's had releases on my label, Detached Audio. So please check that out. He's had release on Soul Deep as well. And recently a new track on the Pray for Afghanistan Part 1 compilation. We know him as Harry, but you guys might know him as Ransom. How is it going? It's going well. Going well. Good, good, a good. little cold morning, but you know. That's the other, yeah, I'm, it is. So that's the other thing. Accent, and I said morning. I'm in the States. So, oh yes, oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> at the time of this recording, Gefferon, we are actually in our UK afternoon, but it is around seven AM, I think, for you, right? Seven thirty. Yep. Wow, that's dedication, but yeah. exactly. Well, that's what kids uh, kids does to you. You adjust. Yes. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> um, for anyone who may not know you, Harry, do you mind just giving a quick introduction about who you are? Sure. Uh, first name is Harry. Artist name is Ransom, but it's actually I'm using my old aim screen name. You ever traded dubs on aim uh r4ns0m um i am currently based in boston massachusetts in the states i'm originally from the washington dc area where i grew up and lived for 42 years <laughs> so i'm older <laughs> um yeah uh i started out as a dj pretty much i mean it started out as a collector uh you know i was going to raves in the mid 90s and collecting records and wanted to learn how to DJ. And a couple years after I started collecting, I started playing clubs and uh, a couple raves and bigger events. And uh, I did that pretty consistently until about 2014, 2015. And took a break from the DJing, but put more focus on production. I wanted to stay involved with the music. I, that's the thing. Like, there's more than one way to be involved in the scene, and so I just I wanted to stay connected and still learn and meet people. And production was the avenue for that. So, and now people are starting to hear some of the uh, fruits of that labor. Nice, nice. Love hearing that. Um, I mean, you said you started collecting from the mid '90s, um, so you know you've been involved for a very long time. Um, what was the the ticking point that made you go, oh, this music is what I want to collect? Yeah, um, I've, I've shared the story before about how I kind of discovered drum and bass. Um, it's Crush on Bjork. She's dating Goldie. Articles about Goldie. I saw the CD at Tower Records. I don't know if they had Tower in England, sort of like HMV. I don't think we had Tower. But, um, I've, not, I've not heard of that one now. Yeah, they're out of business now, but there is a documentary you can watch okay. about it, about the that chain. It's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I think in 95, the summer of 95, like right after I graduated from high school, uh, it's the summer before I started university, um, bought a CD. Actually, I bought two CDs. The other was a compilation called Counterforce. And so that was like purposely buying drum and bass. But I think in the years prior to that, um, I had heard drum and bass and not realized it. Um, there were like compilations. There was this compilation series called like Speed Limit 140, and they did like different beats, like Speed Limit 150, something like that. And um, I revisited those like ten years later, and it had old like suburban bass records on it, and like early Ram, maybe um, maybe early Moving Shadow stuff like that. So something laid the groundwork that led me to go, oh, I'm, I like this idea, and then getting that, and then six months later, I'm at like my first rave. Um, the other thing, though, is the region that I grew up in, uh, Baltimore is like 20 miles, 25 miles north of where I grew up. So we had Baltimore radio stations, 
And I vividly remember, like, age 11 or 12, my younger sister and I listening to the radio at night to dance mm-hmm. music, and it was Baltimore Club. And Baltimore Club's based around breakbeats. Like, it's not, as, it's not as fast as, like, UK Hardcore was at that time, but it was, like, that same idea. And so I guess that was, like, an introduction of breakbeats that is now, you know, set the groundwork for, you know, where I'm at. I also really liked hip hop as a kid. Right, and those two um, sort of sometimes meld together. And, yeah. Mm. So oh, very nice. Um, Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's actually really interesting to hear that. And then you, of course, mentioned that you had uh, a break, twenty fifteen, which was five years long. Um, what was the reason for that break? Is it just other commitments, family? All of the above. It was. Um, I was working at a university um, and I got free tuition. And, and so I was using, I was taking advantage of that to pursue a master's degree. Right. I was doing it part time. Um, so, you know, I'd work full time and then at night I, I'd be working on studies. And um, I needed to put more focus on the academic work. Mm. And uh, as soon as I graduated, like a month after graduation, found out that we were expecting our first kid. So then it was like, all right, I'm going to look for a new job now that I have this advanced degree. And, you know, just I was putting a lot of focus on stuff outside of music. So trying to DJ and like, you know, at that point I was playing a lot of different genres and there were a couple venues in DC that were just like, Harry's like a calm, reliable person that we can like slot in at any time and he's not going to have an issue. So sometimes if, if I took a gig, I was actually opening and closing. So, you know, I'd play like 10 to midnight and then I'd have to go back on at two or something. Um, and I just, graveyard. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hang with that. Like it just, it, it was starting to get mm. tiresome. Plus mm. friends didn't want to date friends of mine. That That's partly why I still wanted to DJ is, you know, friends still went out and it's, I don't know, it's fun to like play out and like know a couple people there friends weren't going out so much anymore so i don't know i miss djing though i miss it a lot yeah there's a different sort of high you get from djing i think especially when you've done like you've especially like nailed a set as well i think Mm. um but no i mean you mentioned a lot about um connecting with people uh, the fruits of your labor and obviously you've um you've met me through detached audio as well and uh with through the, through the, the podcast. podcast first, sorry, my bad, yes. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got that tune with Ben Rolo on Soul Deep. Uh, you were involved in the Pray for Afghanistan LP. Um, what does community mean to you? Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. Is this, this has actually come up a bit in the past couple of months, and I wish I had like a better thought out answer. Um, Community, community is a little bit separate from scene. Like, okay, we're all part of like a global drum and bass scene, but within the scene, you're gonna get these these groups of people that you know, whether it's like a local community, um, or in our case with with the Discord, and, and you know, there's a couple Discords that I'm active in now, but those are like larger digital communities. Um, but there's like you know, there's a connection. There's like a it's sort of like support and resources and um, just like a, it's, it's a bit more growth to it, I guess. Um, with a scene, you might be more out for yourself, like, or trying to stake like your place in the mm. scene. Whereas the community, um, I feel like community is a bit more inclusive, but you know, not everyone's going to be able to get into a community and that might be, you know, an issue with communities. But if it's an inclusive community, um, you're going to find support. You're going to find people that are going to be, you know, behind what you do. You're going to get behind people. Um, sometimes it's, it's even going to be like, if it's not me, it's going to be, you know, my friends. Like, I'm going to support the people in this community. And, and there's people in the community that you might not really interact with, but there's like a shared connection that you're, you're going to want to see like what's best Mm. for them as well. 
it's you know it's it's actually it's something really interesting to think about you know if if anyone like wants to self reflect about what they're doing and how they're doing it what what they can do like how they can be involved and I don't know like if there's this community aspect to it that can you know I guess part of it like I'm a little bit older I have different experiences but I can contribute that to the community and kind of broaden for others and and also get that from Mm. others Yeah, that's what I find really uh, cool about, um, like, obviously community and especially within our, like, Think Breaks kind of circle. Um, we've got such, like, a range of different ages and people coming from different, like, like steps and stuff, you know, different parts of, like, the drum and bass history. So it's, yeah, it's it's cool to see that, yeah, it can just, we can be, like, yeah. a collective. And just having almost. different <laughs> lives in general, for example, like... Like my life mm. is completely different to yours, Harry, for example, and your life is completely different to someone else in our Discord, for example. It's quite cool to see just how. I was going to say outside of outside of the yeah. music, though, is that there's these like the community is kind of spread out to the point where like we start finding these common these other common threads between between mm. each of us. I mean, it it can be something silly. Like we both work in yes. IT, like that our full times in IT, so it's like. I had a really tough time today with tickets. It's like me too. And it's just like, man, he gets it. Mm. Or, you know, Toby, like you, you're in Manchester. Like I've, I've visited Manchester. So like maybe we've walked like the same streets at some point. And just, you know, it's like finding like these different, I don't know, these different like connections. Um, It can be something as simple as even just like the food we like, but like, like you said with IT, I mean, I love yeah, Nando's. There, there we go. Like, how, many, how, how, how many Americans know about Nando's? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it's interesting, especially because you said we both work IT. Like, it's it's quite nice whenever I'm sharing like a silly story that happened at work or something. That like I know that you've probably had the exact same story from another time, or because um, I think there's quite a few of tech people in our community. I, f- I think there are. Yeah. Other. I, I'm. Sh- I'm sure we all have our version of Dr. Yeah, Kong. exactly. The guy who spills coffee and he's like, oh, I think I, I... Yeah, I don't even have to explain. I'm like, Dr. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. Had that like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I think it was tea instead of coffee because obviously the UK, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. But see, it's so nice to have those little things to relate. And it makes it more fun than just um, a bunch of people who just talk about drum and bass all day or something, you know? You get burnt out if it was just the yeah. same topic. So... Um, it's mm, yeah, yeah and i'm sorry to interrupt like i think part of it too with think breaks like why i fell in with people is like the first month or two i just kind of learned mm. and you start to see like yeah jack and karen like are totally going <laughs> at each other but it's like you know they're it's you know it's like taking the piss but like okay cool like there's like some sort of connection but then you start to see like other bits of mm, humor exactly yeah and it, within think breaks, there's you know there's some like there's definitely inside jokes that are think break like think break memes, absolutely. And <laughs> when you start to like catch on to that language or you know those inside things, I don't know that kind of adds to the community. And not every community is going to have like humor mm. to it, but like mm. for some reason that that works you know within think breaks for me. I mean, we definitely have yeah. like our share of workers, but there are, it's, there is a big range of people mm. on there and like, you know, it's, I don't know, yeah. it's fun. It was, um, I think we were saying here in, uh, when we guested on um, Simon's podcast about how there's always some people just going at it, just chatting to each other and all that. And, um, it definitely makes the whole, um, like journey to the scene a bit more bearable because you've got these people who have got your back um and even if there are some people who don't even like shout about supporting you they're still supporting you in the background like um i won't say who but there was like one person who i noticed like really likes my stuff and is a good supporter of my stuff and i was like oh i don't even know that's so nice you know it's those little things Mm. that count i think yeah the little things definitely Mm, add up definitely um i see that with another with another group that i'm active with um, which I'm sure we'll oh, bring yeah. up at some point that group. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like those little, those little 
bits of support actually do mm. a lot. It makes doing the whole music thing a bit more like, you know, yeah, I'm doing it not just for me, but also like to hype up with my friends as well, sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. I think on the uh, thing of community, so for anyone who isn't on our Discord, Harry is a, let's say, prolific writer. He's very good at write, like expressing himself through the stories he's... Um, uh, the stories he's had throughout his life or just any sort of anecdotes he wants to share. And uh, recently, you've had your whole Memories of Music project, which is uh, an Instagram mm. thing. Um, do you just want to quickly summarize what that is for everyone in the audience? Sure. So, end of 2019, moved into a new house. Uh, well, actually, we didn't move into the house. We bought the house. We moved some of our stuff into it. Uh, my records were placed in the basement. We went back to the house the next week to start doing work on prepping it to move in. Found out the basement has a water issue and about 200 of my records took on water. Oh, nice. And there was like some panic. It's like these records, like this is my collection. I, you know, I have about a thousand records, maybe, maybe 1200. And, um, you know, panic, get them out of the, the sleeves, like air them out trash I had to trash a bunch of sleeves with records were safe and it just made me think like why am i holding on to these records and why did i have such a strong reaction to this damage um and it's you know it's like i it's my snapshot it, it's a collection of memories that start like in 96 95 96 mm-hmm. and um i don't know i i tell a lot of like st- it's how i relate to people or how to tr- try to find and relate people is like share mm. stories or it, it, it's not like a one-up type thing. Like someone says something, it's like, Oh, like I have something that relates to that. And I would share a story. Like and, you know, we see it on think breaks sometimes. And, um, so once we moved in the house, got the record collection clean and everything stored, I was like, what could I do to kind of remember why I have some of these records? And so I started out with my, my personal Instagram um, I take a picture of a record. I'd write a story, like a memory about the record. And it wasn't just like, this record is by this artist. I love this record. It was like, this record is by this artist. I heard it at buzz or I heard it at a two tough mm. part or I, you know, I heard it at, you know, a bass rush rave. You know, just these things I heard so-and-so play it. I was with, you know, a lot of these early stories, it's going to be like my friends Benko, Benson Rec, um, my buddy Todd, um, who still to this day asks me to play Mindscan every <laughs> every time he finds out I'm going to DJ. <laughs> to the point that I now have friends that he's met, and he's like playing oh, Mindscan. Wow. And it's like, what's with your, your what's, <laughs> what's with Todd? Um, uh, I had a friend from high school, uh, her name's Kat. Um, she, she went to a lot of drum and bass parties with us like in 96, 97. And it's like stories about that or uh, New Year's 98, 99, uh, going to England and spending like, you know, a week in England with eight friends from back home. And we're visiting a friend in Sheffield that she was studying abroad. And like just every day, some sort of story, like, you know, we went to black market records and we got this record. We went to section five and we got this, or we, you know, we were in Manchester and we went to, I forget what, like, um, Eastern Block, or mm. I forget that there was, like, another shop there that, like, Sapo worked at. Just, like, you know, these, these stories, or, uh, you know, we were at this party, and, like, you know, we had to drive with, like, six people back, and, like, a little hatchback, because, you know, someone's ride left. So, um, I, I did maybe eight stories like this on my Instagram, but it's intermixed with, like, all these other pictures and you know oh like here's a fancy beer that i had or like here's my kid like finally dancing to like the music uh, like, right, yeah, yeah. you know they, they said they hated the music and now like suddenly they're doing like their little shuffle um <laughs> actually i don't put pictures of my kids that much on on social media but there, there's stuff um but then pandemic hit and there's like this sort of anxiety and panic that happened and so mm-hmm. that project just fell off mm. for me. Um, since, since March of 2020, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. Like I think I joined 
the Think Breaks Discord either right before the pandemic or right at the start. I think of it was it. right to start, um, yeah. But then there's been other other community like you know, online stuff has come up, like all these Patreons mm. and um people creating other Discords. And I joined a uh, a mentoring group, um, Patreon, uh artist named Martin. Um he's more like I don't want to say house and techno. He's very prolific in like a lot of genres. He originally came up as a drum bass artist, but his record label, he started a mentor group through that. And um, it's, you know, it's a different, different group of people. It's like, you know, a holistic approach to production. And he just gets me thinking different ways about mm-hmm. production, but the, it's a monthly call that we do with like, I'm in a cohort of 10 people and there's like 12 cohorts. Um, the last couple of months, some of the monthly meetups have been different than production. And the most recent one I got to attend was about documenting and archiving your scene. And they had a guest uh, come in. Her name was Emma Watson. Or is it Emma Warren? I'd have, I'll have to double check. But she's an author in England. She had written about community, like, like her, her thing is about communities and like how they form around here, like venues or types of music. And um, at the end, there was like this Q and A, like you know, what kind of stuff are people working on? Like, how are you trying to document your community? So I brought up these, you know, few the stories I wrote, and they're like, that's a really cool idea. Like, that's an interesting angle to do it more personal, mm-hmm. and like what this record like means to you personally. Um, it was suggested I start like a separate Instagram for it. So a week or two ago, maybe it was about two weeks ago, I transferred the ones that I had already written, the stories already written, created like the foundation of this Instagram. I've done three more stories so far, and I already have a guest story that's been posted. Um, mm. I just followed friends of mine that I knew collected records or like, you know, were interested in these stories. And then Martin gave a push on his, his Instagram story. It was like, if you like personal stories about records, like here's a, an account to follow. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it more than tripled in size. And it's just like, Oh, this is, this is real. Like people, people are interested in this type of, of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've got ideas yeah. and I just, you know, I think right now my personal goal is to write at least one story a week, but I've already, it's, it's much like my own music production. I have a folder of whips already, mm. like works in progress. That's quite good. Like, mm. yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm commuting to work now. Like I have to take the bus. Sometimes I take the subway and that's a lot of time to mm. think. Um, usually I'm listening to podcasts. Uh, I'm listening to a bit of music, but I've got my phone out. I've got like a folder of pictures of records from my collection that I want to mm. write about. And if I get an idea for something, I'm starting like a file for that. Like, and just bullet points, like what I want to talk about. Um, I don't know if this episode will be out by the time I do this post, but like there's a techno record that I want to write about because I saw DJ pinch play it and, you know, in a rave. Um, and just, just like create the scene that like I experienced this record. And, um, there's a few other, like, I'm definitely going to talk about mind scan and time. Like I can't, mind scan has to be there. Talk about Todd. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's just like, yeah, there's just like all these things. It's just, it's fun to share these stories because it's, I, since I've done it, I've heard from, some, from old friends. They're like, I totally remember mm. that. Um, like one of my friends, like I wrote about, um, Doc Scott swarm is a yeah. metalheads record. He came in the, uh, the tin. Um, but like the first time I remember hearing it, I was seeing Doc Scott for the first time. And we stayed, the group of friends I was with, we stayed out until six in the morning. You know, it's July and we're, you know, we, the drive home is like the sun's coming up and just, I just remember like that drive and just everyone just kind of like that sort of afterglow. Mm. It, it, it's just like this thing that I, you know, tap into like, why, why is this music so important to me? And it's like stuff like the experiences like that, like, you know, mm. the excitement of the party, but also the, the afterglow, like with friends, like that shared yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's like sort of you know, ties back to community. Yeah, 
I was just thinking yeah. that. <laughs> it's a shared euphoria yeah. as well. And the thing is, these are my stories. And, I, and, you know, I've had a couple people be like, man, I wish I was younger. Or, I mean, I wish I was older and experienced stuff at that time. It's like, try not not, not to worry about. Try not to compare. Like, you're going to have your own experiences. Like, mm. I'm excited to be able to share them, that like, what I've experienced. But, like, I know that you're going to have something that happens It's just going to, like, burn into your brain it's gonna you know it's gonna be yours and you you can do what yeah. you want with it so i don't know it, it, it i feel like it helps kind of strengthen bonds between people mm. i think it's because uh, with that sort of thing with younger people wishing they were born in that era or something it's because of the whole um almost like the pedestal that vinyl's been put onto that people almost say like, you know, it's only with vinyl that you have these memories. But I think people often have memories with um, digital music, mm-hmm. uh, CDs, especially like for mm-hmm. me and Toby, our age, it'll be CDs instead of vinyls. Um, yeah. And so on. Very but, early on cassettes as well. <laughs> oh yeah, cassettes as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's not always just about vinyl. It could literally just be about the music itself. Um and that's why I really like the project. I love the fact that it's not just a review of the music. It's almost like reading a diary. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's, ref- it's a really refreshing uh, bit of content, to be honest. Mm, something that is, well, I'm surprised it hasn't been done earlier, to be fair, by other people as well. So it, That's um, the thing is yeah. I want to I encourage other people to, to do something similar because, mm-hmm. you know, we've globally we've got people in new zealand australia we've got like Irie and sri lanka um you know who else is in that region of asia you know there's people in japan like drum and bass has spread out so much and there are stories that mm. are gonna you know, just kind of like strengthen you know ties between mm-hmm. people if if you know if, if we find i don't know you're excited i'm excited like you know cool let's hang out yeah and i mean even with uh what you just mentioned you had malinky uh, uh two days ago at the time of this yeah. recording um and obviously it must have been quite encouraging to hear someone like malinky um talk about his memories are you planning to get other guests on yeah i've got a i've got a list um malinky's already like i've got i've got more stories so it's like <laughs> i know like i when i saw that like he posted that on his, his personal facebook over a week ago because he was excited about his release that was coming out and it was like mm. he i haven't i hadn't talked about my project yet but like that's exactly in the spirit of what i'm trying to do um yeah and we've i've recently been linked up with malinky in the last like six months or so um i reached out i sent him an email i was like hey like you know would you be cool with me reposting this um because he he followed the account like when i started it and uh he was mm. like yeah mate, like sure so i put it and just, I don't know, it's, there's more to it than, oh, LK was a big tune. It was like, this was like the hype tune for me and my mates. Mm. It, it, summer of 20, you know, 2003. It's like, it, it, it creates like this, this image. And um, mm. I've got a list, I've got a list of other people. And, and the other, like I mentioned, one of my future posts is going to be a techno record. And there's already a couple records in there that are not drum and bass. Um, I want to. I want to make it broad. Like I'm into a lot of different stuff. Um, I've got friends into a lot of different stuff. I've got friends, and I, I used to have a lot of mixtapes. I wish I had some of them to write about. Still, I think I have like two tapes, but I want to work those in because it's like this ephemeral, and you just you. There's stories to it, and so mm-hmm. I've got friends to collect. I see them post stuff. I want to try and encourage them to share some stories and, you know, maybe it's through my platform or maybe they write about it on their own. And, um, yeah, like I've, I've got, I haven't fully thought out, I mean, I, I have like the catalog number for the entries. Yeah. Um, like that's the thing is their memory dash and it's supposed to look like a record catalog number. Um, and when I do guests, it's going to be like guest dash memory and then, number and the name um i have several people like filth i want to i want to get some stories from um martin i've chatted a little bit he's he's totally up for sharing some stories and that's going to be interesting because he's from he's originally from the netherlands so that's like another area that like the music reach that 
you know, we might not know a whole lot about. Yeah. Um, it's just exciting. It's, I don't know. It, it's very, uh, encouraging and like wants to keep me engaged. Yeah. Um, I think it's only right that me and Toby have to ask this, um, but uh, any plans of Memories of Music being a podcast? Oh, wow, yeah. The idea has been there. Um, I thought, like, I, before I started the Instagram, um, in that time between the first initial post and, like, restarting it as a separate thing, I, I, I don't know if we chatted about it on the Think Breaks, and, like, Simon Millstreet gave some input. I was like, what if there was a podcast where, like, I presented a record and talked about mm. the, what was important about the record, and I had a guest and I asked them to have a piece of music that they would talk about. And it's sort of like this exchange, like mm, here's yeah. my story and then here's your story. It just, I don't know. I, I've, I've thought about podcasts and um, this might be something that would be interesting for a lot of people. Like, mm. I don't know. I, you know. Maybe it's a YouTube thing. Um, I was going to say, it make more sense as YouTube because... Um especially with podcasts, there's often the whole thing of, you know, you can't really play music yeah. on shows. Um, and we used to, when we were the basics podcast before think breaks, we used to have an artist pick, uh, section where we pick our favorite tune of the month. But then I noticed that whenever it came to listening back to those episodes to make sure like it was all QC'd. Okay. Those were often the most boring parts because we couldn't hear the tune. So we couldn't relate to what the person was talking about. Mm. Whereas if you do it on YouTube where you can actually have the tune in the background or something like that, and you can often mm. have it coming in, coming out, it might work. I've heard something about Spotify as well. If, if you, I'd have to read into it, but like if you do a podcast on Spotify, um, you can do something where it plays the song from Spotify. Like in, oh, okay. Yeah, I think souped up that might be what they're doing with their podcast. I've only checked it a couple times. I was kind of hoping that's, I, I like, I tend to prefer podcasts are more like interview format um, mm. and not so much like a mix or a lot of music for some, you know, I'm in, you know, we're in the music, but for some reason I like yeah. to hear people talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. So I haven't checked souped up that much. I've checked like one or two. Yeah. That might be how they do it. I might have to look into that. That's kind of interesting actually. Hmm. Um, on the subject of podcast mixes and stuff, uh, you did tell us before we recorded that uh, at the time this recording is done, you, you've got a mix with BSA Radio in five hours' time, I want to say it is. Is it five hours' time, six uh, hours' time? Six hours. Yeah. So six hours' time. It, it's going live at 2 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday. Right. Yes, Bad Snares Anonymous Radio, episode four. Nice. Ran How did the... Because obviously BSA is Winslow's community. Yeah. Uh, shout out Winslow, one of our previous guests. Um, How did the whole connection with those guys come about? Uh, I remember Winslow posting like YouTube videos. and He posts on Dogs and Acid when he posts a new video, like let's say three years ago, four years ago. So I was kind of familiar with him. Um, I would check him every once in a while. What he talked yeah. about, I found interesting. Um, but I had never interacted with him. And then late 2019, early 2020 is when I first really got on Discord. I had signed up for Discord in the past, but like didn't really investigate it too much. There was a North American drum and bass producer server that came up. Justin Hawks had founded it. And so there was like this big rush of North Americans signing up, joined mm -hmm. it. Winslow posted, I was like, I connect with his humor. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. Hey, what's up? Or like, you know, you're in a, a, ch a chat's happening live. And it's like, you know, this is fun talking to these people. So I think I asked for a link to his discord. I think it's before it went private, but I ended up on his discord. Right. Um, I think there was some hesitation because Josh uh, from Cyran was on it, but it turned, he used to be DJ ransom. Yeah. Uh, but with an E. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And um, someone's like, oh, no, he's cool. So, like, yeah, of course, like, the first 10 minutes I'm on, it's like, I'm suing you. Like, whoa. <laughs> but, you know, it's like once you pick up on his humor, like, it, you know, he was joking. He was definitely, like, taking the piss. Um, 
What's funny is he also, it turns out he never said anything to me in the past because he thought Ransom was my last name as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. But um, it's not. And also I changed my artist name. to so like, I forget when I focused on this game version of it. But um, yeah, just, I don't know. That's another community that the core group I got along with. Like there's a lot of interesting voices, a lot of interesting personalities. And um it shifted from like being Winslow's server to being Bad Snares Anonymous, BSA. I just I don't even know what the discussion was. It's just one day like I got on and it was called Bad Snares Anonymous. Like that's kind of funny. Anyway, there's mm-hmm. here's a logo. And now it's, you know, we're doing a community webcast. Um Right. And it there's been three episodes so far, and each one has been very different. Very interesting, like different presentations, different voices. Um, and I committed to doing an episode, and I haven't DJed in you know, over five years. So <laughs> that goes live, and everyone gets to see me uh, press buttons because my turntables don't work. I had to do everything. I mean, my turntables work. They're just the pit. I got to get them serviced. Like that's right. I got to I got to I got to drop some money and get them like tuned up. Um, if I want to start mixing like actual records again, but I like, I like controllers. I like digital format. Um, I definitely pulled off some mixes in there that I was like, I, I rehearsed a couple times because I, you know, I had to, I, being on video is a little nerve wracking at times where it's, yeah. if it's just you and you're like expected to talk and like have some personality. Um, so I had, <laughs> I had to practice personality. not, I didn't have to practice personality, but I had to practice. I practiced a couple of the mixes. I, I figured out what I wanted to play. Like if I was, if I were to DJ, if I were to like, if you guys were like, Hey, we need you to mix in an hour. It would be totally unscripted. It would be loosey goosey yeah. times. Like he just, the, the flow could, who knows what's going to happen like in a live mix. Um, but this was a chance to kind of present some music that uh, I liked and cover a wide range. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Did you tie in memories of music to the to the mix? There's a couple older tracks in it, and also the mix. I did the mix before I had attended that discussion about archiving and documenting the community. So the the Instagram hadn't been created yet. Like if it, it, and maybe I would have done the mix differently um, Mm. if I was trying to promote, like strictly promote the 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 Instagram. and so I'm going to bring up Todd again. Uh, he gave me a turntable this summer, a uh, 1200, and he gave me some records uh, and stipulated gave me. I didn't buy them. He gave them to me. The stipulation was I was going to have to do a new mix for him with records. With- um, and I've done it in the past. Like We've done a mix called Gun Sound, and he wants a Gun Sound Volume 2, and it's basically I mix, and he dictates what's going to be in the mix. So... Mm-hmm if I was going to promote memories of music, it, it may have been something like the gun sound mix. Interesting concept, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really like about this whole BSA radio thing is that, because um, obviously it's a different host every single time, it's nice to see different personalities come out and not only with the personalities, see how different the show is because of said personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important as well. It makes the mix more than just a mix. Yeah, it's like... EJ, but now it's like, oh, it's BSA. Like this is going to be interesting. Like, <laughs> oh, what did Winslow pick for the wacky picture? Like that's so. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, the the splash. Like everyone's got like the serious like you know artist photo with like the you know BSA episode, but the actual mm-hmm. splash for the mix. He's, you know, I I've got him linked up on Facebook now, so he's got access to. I mean, you guys are linked to me on Facebook now too, so there are some. They're not questionable. Que- they're not questionable, but they're like, they're like, this guy is not taking himself seriously photos in there. Like, you know, so it was, it was funny to see which one he picked. Um, I'll bring it up here. I didn't mention it uh, on the, the BSA channel yet. The photo that he picked, I'm actually wearing a tea kettle box on my head. <laughs> and it's a photo. It's a photo from like 12, 12, 13 years ago. Like, yeah. How's that for like connection to uh, Winslow's, uh, 
I think that's yeah, yeah of course I didn't even think about that. that I just made the connection in my head there um I think it's quite nice though that it's um not the serious picture all the time as well because I think that's the one thing about especially if you're an if you're an outsider who has got no involvement with DMB and you just see all these guys with like super serious poses oh look at me I'm so badass it kind of becomes a turn off whereas if you've got like people using city photos like um b B-Sun's photo is like just him riding a bike I think isn't it No it's like a, it's like a uh, scoot like it's not a scooter it's like one of those mobility a jazzy I don't know. They have different names, but it's like you know, you see like the the older person like in the supermarket driving their cart, right? Like one of those. Oh things. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I like that because there's a lot more personality. Um, like for me, I used to, my my Spotify artist picture used to be me praying to chicken wings. A photo <laughs> that Jack took of me, um, and that was my photo for the longest time because I was just like, I don't really want this super serious picture. And plus, those chicken wings were really nice. They were so nice. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to hook me up when I visit. Oh yeah! Next time you're in UK, we will go. We will go. We'll do a whole Think Breaks meetup. I think when, we're um, we're supposed to do a cookout too. Yeah. This yes, is this course. is what we've been talking about for so long, isn't it? <laughs> Since this the barbecue, started. we need this barbecue. God damn it! <laughs> it, it, it might it might happen in 22 because uh, yeah, I, it's but definitely. I um I sent in my passport to renew it. My passport expired a few years ago. We haven't mm. traveled international since having kids, but um, I cool. did. I did get the permission to at least take a, like a long weekend. So it would be nice to have everyone come down to London, and one of those days we do an entire Think Breaks community day. Have a have a set of um, decks as well, so people can just do a massive back to back to back to back. Yeah. We I'll could even set up a camera and do like this kind of like live podcast where everyone kind of just jumps in and just have a bit of fun with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It could be so, messy. So many possibilities. Yeah. It could be messy, but it will be fun. Yeah. And yes. um, that's, what's th- that's what it's all about in the end, having fun. Yes. Um, we are coming kind of close to the end of the show, but, um, you know, we might as well actually talk about production now. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've had... Um, a track on my label which is a almost now. a year it's almost a year old yeah it's yeah. almost been a year since we released it um and obviously that came through from us linking up on think breaks and you sending me bits um but then how the link up with uh, ben rollo's track on soul deep go and um that was a that was actually what's a, next a, the sorry uh ben rollo that was uh think breaks last december um we wanted to do like the, the community wanted to do a production challenge where it was collaborations. Course, the theme sessions. So I yeah. forget who created like list A and list B, but I was on list A and Ben was on list B, but there were like three other people on list B that like each one, I was like, I could, I could do something fun with them. I could do something cool with that person. But uh, Ben and I hadn't talked like one-on-one before. I just, I, hmm. I knew him and his music through the, the feedback streams. So I sent him a message and it wasn't even a, do you want to collab? It was like, Hey, do you want to have a chat? Like, you know, Maybe, 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 maybe we could do a collab. And he wrote back. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in. Like, just send me, send me some sketches. Like, do you have any sketches?" And um, classic Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's I was on like, it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And then, so I sent him sketches. Um, I sent him a lot of sketches, and he picked two of them. He's like, "Send me the stems for these two. I was like, "Cool. I'll check in with you in a week. Let me know how you do with it." Day later, he sends me this track. I'm like, "Seriously." <laughs> Really? This? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, oh, what do we do now? But, like, and, uh, yeah. yeah, so we, we volleyed it back and forth, like, maybe once or twice more, like, built it up. And it's fun because there's definitely elements of it that I, I listen, I hear Ben, and there's elements that are me. And some mm. of the elements that are me are, like, outside of my, my usual style. But, like, the track just came out so nice. And um, It's a really good track. So it was like we finished it after the new year. It was on the feedback stream. I think it was signed before it was even on the feedback stream, though, because <laughs> because he was like, "Hey, is it cool if I send it to this label because I'm going to do an EP and they really like it?" And I was like, "Yes, like go for it." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that came, it ended up coming out in July. Um, and actually, you know, I, yeah, there's been more collabs that have come out of being on Think Breaks. Um, yeah. 
and there's definitely going to be even more. Yeah, we still need to do one. So just saying, at, at least uh, one. It might be it might be do one to figure out how we work together, and who knows exactly. Uh, um, but also, I noticed you said that there were three other people who you were thinking of that might be fun. Have you actually started something with those guys? No. Um, no. Because Joe Full of Love is in full-on house mode now. He he's is, doing really he? well, though. Yeah, no, he's, he's, his, um, his Fuko um, alias, they've got a great track on Divu. Um, so, yeah, no, no, that's, that's really nice to see him be housey. Yeah. And he, like, I've seen him stream... Um, like a house session and he looked like he was having fun as well so and that's, mean, what, that's it's what it's all about right? exactly. Yeah, exactly he's clearly very passionate about it so yeah, mm. good on him yeah, yeah I'm, um, trying to, I'm trying to remember who else was on that list but um but yeah there's a few people i don't know i don't i don't know if i want to mention names yet they're at yeah <laughs> I was, we're gonna take a, a one second pause and then okay. you can you can edit this out if you want but like, oh yeah <laughs> Do we do we talk about the collab that already happened that we were both involved in? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, so to- actually, yeah, um, we'll probably leave this out because we're all anonymous. But Toby, during Jump Up Week, there was oh, a yeah. secret. There was a group called the Bad Bunch, and it was five of us. <laughs> me, it was me, Ransom, uh, Shodan, Tosti, and Metcalf. Oh my god! Doing one jump up tune together, and it was yeah. really good. <laughs> we tried to um, we, we tried to pull you in as well, but I think you had like a bunch of stuff going on, so you weren't you weren't able to. It was an homage to Dan Wontry Banana as well, because it was like a few days after he went to the military. Um, oh yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Originally, there was like a banana meme that I was trying to incorporate into the track, <laughs> yeah. but then once like the sketching started happening, um, there was this voicemail of Todd, Mind Scan Todd. Um, oh yeah. That I ended up putting in it. Everyone's like, "What movie is this from?" I was like, "It's not a movie." Yeah, I remember that. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, no, this is just my mate. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's like an eight-year-old phone message. He's like annoyed that I haven't <laughs> called him back about something. Um, there's, like, do you remember? Uh, I don't know much how, how much house you guys have followed. You remember a track like seven or eight years ago, uh, uh, Jack? I want your body. Uh, Everyone wants your body. Yeah, let's yeah, Jack. Yeah. So let's Jack. Do, yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. So I was I was playing that out. It was I was playing it when it was a Dirty Bird record, um, and I just I liked Breach at at that time. Mm. And um, yeah, Todd like left me a voicemail message that's like him singing it, and I'm just like, <laughs> do I make a bootleg? Like I'm not a big bootleg person, but yeah, I need more I need more voicemail messages that I can sample. Yeah. I might start leaving voicemails to my friends now, just so that they can sample me. Yeah. What? Um, oh god, I forgot my point now. Oh, we're talking about collabs. Collabs, collabs, collabs. Um, I got collabs. So- that, like, I have, I have stuff that's out with people. Mm. Um, I actually am. I have stuff from two people that are with me. Um, one I've been working on the past few days. Another I haven't heard from the person in a year um wow okay that's not happening then <laughs> yeah well and the thing is there's like eight, eight eight nine tracks between us oh okay so but i think they just have there, there's something going on that like hopefully i'll hear back from them um fingers crossed and the, the tracks are like fun like one of them is in the bsa mix oh okay nice yeah. looking forward to hearing that yeah uh, what is it about collaborations you enjoy Especially with people like, you know, Ben and so on, like people who are quite different to your style. I think it's that, that different, like trying to, trying to explore the different, um, see what I can learn from the different, see if I can, see if, it, if they push me and if I push them, and it, like what, what comes out of that, those differences. Mm. It's fun. It's, it's, I, I think it's part of how I actively learn. And that's yeah. what that's what uh, production is for me. It's like actively learning how to do this creative endeavor. Yeah, and how to push yourself in new directions, try new things out. Mm-hmm. Um, you did mention we are allowed to talk about this, um, but I believe you have a forthcoming EP. Um, where was that again? Four Corners music. Very, very, very hey. nice. There's a, Four there's Corners a, gang. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like so. Uh, in fact, well, I don't know if Toby know. I don't know if you know this. Um, right now, the one of the tracks on the EP samples you. Oh, really? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what? You have the, you, there's this like it's 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 not a laugh. It's like this like huh like sound that you make sometimes in the podcast. Okay. And, and yeah. so I I recorded that, and that's like on top of some of the drums. Oh my god, um, that's that's the, incredible. The the track itself, you all actually heard the first version of. I don't mm. I don't know if you all remember um, a morning. I remember it very you, well. You woke up and there was like a you know one minute track for me. There was like a capacity like the seed. Yeah. Ended. Yeah. So <laughs> so I took out the capacity and the the LL Cool J alphabet part and built like a full on like a full on roller like just wobbly. I don't, well, I call it a roller, but like just a fun track and. Mm. It was just for me, like it was just something fun, but the feedback I got on it was like, this, this is, this is release. This is like release worthy. And yeah. so, um, with Malinky, uh, there's a bit going on with four corners. Um, the first thing is going to be a free track. Uh, oh, okay. I got, I had it mastered. It's with him. I don't know when it's going to be released yet. Um, I did put it in my BSA mix. Um, it's a track called action versus intent. A little bit of a statement piece from me. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm on the next Foundations compilation, which should be out in January 22. Um, it's another sort of like roller. I don't know. I, I've kind of fallen into this uh, wobbly roller thing lately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a track called At Odds with Everything. Um, it was a track that I had trouble with, and that, that would explain the title. But once I had like a breakthrough in it, it just, you know, vibe yeah, out. And um, so the other thing is we're working on an artist EP. It's going to be a solo EP so far. Um, I've got two tracks already committed to it. So we're looking for two more tracks. Uh, so there's going to be a little bit of A&Ring. Um, it's, it's good. It's new. It's, it's a new process for me, but I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's, it's been really cool working with Maliki so far. He's got a lot going on, but like we're we're finding stuff to like connect on and like talk about, and so I think that we're gonna get something really good out of this. Mm-hmm. So he exciting. really he really cares as well. Like you can just tell, <laughs> like yeah. the the amount of work he puts in on his end is yeah, it's just really good. And um, that's what that's what you need. Yeah. Uh, that, and so actually part of why I submitted demos to four corners, I knew that they were full for 2021. Like I knew his release schedule was full and I sent demos like in June or July. He had been on, um, Simon's, uh, last week liquid podcast, did an interview. Mm. Yeah. And so I was a little late listening to that interview, but when I finally had a chance to listen to it, I was like, I, I like, I like what this guy's saying. I, I, you know, it just it sounds like a label and someone that I want to try working with. Mm. And so with these heavier sort of dance floor tracks, I sent them, you know, like four demos, you know, I sent them you know, like, Hey, like I heard you on here. Like I know we have a mutual connection, which I think might help. Um, but yeah, I heard back from him immediately and he, he snatched up two of the tracks. Um, then I, you know, the follow up like a couple months later about the foundations EP and or a compilation, and yeah, it's just you know it's a cool process, hmm. and it's exciting. Like I'm excited about it, and I think he's excited to have someone that is, just, you know, everyone's excited. Like let's get this, let's mm-hmm. get something really good yeah. going. So it'll be and, interesting. And this is your first lead project in production in quite a while now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've had like individual tracks like on compilations and various mm. artists, but um, yeah, this is this is going to be the first like fully ransom release, and it's an EP. Good. Like it's amazing, yeah. Four, Not just a single, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's four corners, which I really appreciate. Like the ethos of the label. Like I'm into so much different drum and bass and like outside of drum and bass. And to have like an opportunity to release with a label that is behind, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of different styles because like mm-hmm. there's going to be some range. You see the range between the releases. Like my individual release, there should be some range in it, or mm-hmm. it just might be like four just really fun bangers. Who knows? Yeah, 
Malinky definitely encourages that as well. I know that was my experience anyway, um, which is partly why my EP turned out the way it was. You know, it could have very Great easily, EP. yeah. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it could have very <laughs> easily just been kind of standard liquid and whatnot. But he really wanted me to explore that kind of dark side that I've sometimes kind of teased, and that's kind of why we went with that with some of the other tunes on it. Um, which, yeah, I was really grateful for because it opened my own mind, you know, into into approaching my own production differently. So, yeah, very sick guy to work with. I think having EPs like that where it's got a range of styles or um, someone trying to push themselves also gives you, the listener, like it's more exciting as a listener because you're like, okay, so this is, like I can see more of what this person is about rather than just, oh, okay, this guy makes four liquid tunes. This guy makes four rollers. Okay. Mm. Whereas... Whereas instead, when I hear your EPs, it'll probably be, oh, this is Colossus. This is Ransom sort of thing, which it's, I think is way more important. When you push that range, if someone knew, like if they were looking for four liquid tunes, but you do something that's a little bit heavier, or a little bit darker, moodier, and that one track clicks with them, then it becomes like, what else is there like this? And then, mm-hmm. you know, they discover this like whole other side or like, you know, the range grows. Um, yeah, Exactly. It's sort of a tangent, but um, Marcus Intellects, like I credit listening to him to like getting more of a an interest in like techno, like Detroit techno. Yeah, mm. you know, and especially with his Trevino stuff, right? Yeah. Um, actually, this morning I was thinking he's got another alias. He did one posthumous release, uh, Art Vandalay. Art Vandalay. That's a great yeah. release. Old Rotary, like that. That track is just like you know. You need you need something you want to listen to, but like not get all like amped up. Like it's it's cool. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that actually does bring us very nicely to the end of the show. The end of the show. So, um, Harry, we thank you for coming on. Um, before we wrap up and do our wrap up notes, uh, do you just want to give um, the audience a link to your socials? Where can they find you? The Memories of Music project. Sure. Um, Linktree. I have a link tree, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash R-4-N-S-0-M. Um, most social media, if you search R-4-N-S-0-M, you're going to find me, or you're going to find some, like, gamer kid. <laughs> yeah, or both. <laughs> yeah, or both. Oh, no, there's no gaming videos of me, really. And oh, maybe okay. there's some old Final <laughs> Fantasy Eleven stuff from, like, 12, of course. 15 years ago. Um, yeah, so the R4N S0M is usually me. Um, I've got, you know, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Instagram, uh, memories of music. It's Instagram.com forward slash memories period of period music. Um, Mm -hmm. it's also linked to my, my ransom Instagram. So check it out. If you got a story, hit me up. Uh, if you got, if you got a record, record CD mixtape, like something that has a story get in touch um we'll figure out a way to get get you involved and um nice yeah great and um apart from the ep on four corners any other forthcoming projects or things you want to just let the audience know is coming most of it i'm not uh able to speak about yet um Mm -hmm. there is a remix i did for martin um, actually several, like there's 17 remixes. One is mine. Uh, I don't know the plans with it, but a couple people have it. Um, it's yep. a remix of this techno track. Uh, don't block the box. Uh, it was originally on Dolly dubs. Uh, mm-hmm. he gave stems to his patrons and, uh, said, see what happens. So I made like a chuggy old tech stepping track and, uh, nice. yeah, a couple people got it. Um, nice. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I should have been a little more prepared for what's going on, what's coming nah, up. It's all but good. Think, it's all good. I think, I think we covered the, the stuff I can talk about. Uh, Perfect. Check out the BSA episode. Let me know what you think. Uh, maybe I'll do more DJ mixes. Yeah, that's BSA Radio episode four. So make sure to have a look at that. Um, by the time this episode goes out, anyway, that will be out uh, on YouTube and all that sort of good stuff. 
Um, but yeah, that is the end of the show. We thank you all for listening. If you want to leave a review for the episode, it's podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. Podchaser.com slash thinkbreakspodcast. Any review helps, so please let us know. We are the best thing since sliced bread. Thank you. Patreon.com, Patreon slash thick no not patreon slash patreon.com slash think breaks patreon.com slash think breaks we've changed up the patreon as we mentioned in the last episode and the response has been great it's really great um uh we might as well announce to you guys as well that we have actually achieved one of our patreon goals so Mm. uh in the future toby and i might meet and be able to record a video episode in person (laughs) sorry will (laughs) Will. so that'll be something to look forward to uh also lots of new production stuff sample packs uh at the time this recording goes out there will be a sample pack available to our mid-tier patrons this friday so look out for that um what else can i talk about there and also if you still want to join in in our private feedback sessions which are within patreon as well or if you even want to become one of our students and have one-on-one lessons with one of us there are still three slots left i believe it is three slots left um yeah very excited about what that patron future has to hold. Mm. Um, apart from that, I think that's all. So we'll wrap up. We've been Think Breaks. He's been Ransom, and you have been incredible. See you next time. Bye bye. Yes.